0: Welcome. My name is Corey Ingström. here with Teacher Tech Trials, where I interview educators from around the world, finding out how they creatively use technology to help students learn. I had the opportunity to connect recently with Jamie Donnelly, who is passionate about using augmented and virtual reality in the classroom. I first had connected with Jamie because uh, of Suzanne, a PR rep from CoSpaces, mentioned to me on Twitter how Jamie is one of the leaders in connecting people together about AR and VR in education. So I started sharing and learning with this AR, VR, and EDU hashtag that she moderates. Uh, I think I've learned more in the past few months from this hashtag than I have in the past five years about AR and VR. Uh, It's a great community of friendly educators and professionals who provide a place to try out new AR and VR apps in an idea-creating way. Jamie is a connector. She also helps run EdCamp Global Classrooms, ECGC for short, Uh, Just this week, I was able to connect my fifth grade class with Jamie at ECGC 2017 where she was sharing about Sphero and programming in the classroom. The event provides opportunities to connect not only with great educators, but also with other classrooms from around the world. So if you're looking for ways to give students a more global perspective, definitely check out EdCamp Global Classrooms. If you're interested in finding out more about AR or VR in education, be sure to connect with Jamie find her on Twitter, or visit her website. She's incredibly helpful and has some great resources uh, that she shares out on her site. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Teacher Tech Trials, and as always, continue to share, learn, and grow in educational technology. Enjoy.
1: Well, Jamie, thank you so much for meeting with me. It's really an honor to connect with you. And I'm really excited to kind of hear your ideas on the AR and VR community. Um, I wanted to start out with asking a little bit about who you are and what do you do in the educational world? Yeah, I'm Jamie Donnelly and I am located
2: in East Texas. Um, Started, you know, getting familiar with augmented reality um, several years ago as an instructional technologist um, and through that experience and just really the enthusiasm on my end, immediately, I want to say the next day I started sharing with teachers and just getting so excited about the possibilities of that. Of course, all of us really started off with Erasmus and augmented reality. Um, in 2015, I started exploring some virtual reality um, beyond really the Google expeditions and everything that's now out and looking at Google Cardboard, more so looking towards, like, what is, what is available to our classrooms to explore and learn beyond just what everybody's going to know about, you know, and, you know, what other opportunities are there um, that aren't necessarily advertised in the same way. So that enthusiasm really began this journey into the virtual reality, and everybody kept drawing me back to augmented reality, and they were like, well, you know, this is a great chat, but I want to talk about augmented reality too. They really, the mixed reality really works together, mm-hmm. and um, that that's kind of the start. And you know, from there. So what am I doing now? I'm basically going out and sharing, presenting um, as much as I can on all types of ed tech stuff. Of course, my number one passion, augmented and virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also working for the marketing team for. Um, A company called Atomic Learning started this year, actually, a few weeks into the year, the school year. Hmm. So that was an interesting transition, but, um, you know, I'm pretty much doing everything I did before, but I get to do it during work instead of outside of work, so that that makes it pretty awesome.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and you had mentioned the uh, chat groups online. One was the AR, VR, and EDU group, and I was actually turned on to that. from, by uh, a good, um, well, not a good friend, but someone who I just met on, on Twitter, um, Suzanne from CoSpaces, I think with CoSpaces, and she had passed on your name. She said, hey, get involved with this ARVR and EDU group. And since I've been involved, it's been a fantastic connection tool and way to, uh, to spread talk about ideas, Um, and you do a great job moderating. Can you tell a little bit about how that started and uh, what the motivation was getting that, uh, getting that out there in the Twitter community?
2: Sure, definitely. Um, So my experience initially with Twitter was told that I had to use it because in my position, my boss said, we're gonna have a technology conference, you're gonna do Twitter, and I said, that's dumb, nobody uses Twitter. Um, (laughs) Apparently I was wrong, really, really wrong. Um, so I set myself a little goal of just really giving it a shot and said, I'm going to go ahead and just try to use Twitter, you know, five days a week, let's say, and promote our department. So getting out of this five days a week, I ran accidentally um, across something that just kind of having the same hashtag go across and I thought, what are they talking about? I mean, I understand hashtag I'm happy or whatever, you know, but right. what in the world are these acronyms? I have no idea what they're talking about. I had no idea what a Twitter chat was and then jumped right into kind of this experience of, um, oh, well, then now there's a Q1, and now there's an A1, an A1, A1. Okay, so I started picking up, and then somebody had to say, hey, don't forget to use the hashtag, that, that way we know you're responding. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Right, right. So going through it, it took one Twitter chat, and I was sold. I was like, you know what? I, I learned more in this hour of chat than I have at any other conference I've ever went to. <laughs> so um, I after that, um, I, it was jokingly known that I was seriously addicted to Twitter. And, Love it. Um, so from there, it was just like just really starting to connect with folks and, and going out to you know, conferences and sharing, really connecting with them in a different way. Um, of course, a passion for augmented virtual reality that came. I knew I wanted to do a chat, and I just kept putting it off. I'm like, nope, too much of a commitment. You can't do it <laughs> once a month. Nobody will come. You have to do it once a week, okay? Well, if I do once a week, it's like that is a lot to commit to forever. You know, yeah. You that. Kept putting it off. Well, oh, one day it will be, you know, it will be good. and finally I found my So it was this gift that really kind of put me that. Mm. I my goal in doing it is that nobody walks away saying the same old same old. I want everybody to leave that Twitter chat being in an experience. Mm. So it's not just us talking. And collaborating it's us experiencing which is what augmented and virtual reality is really all about so um i try to keep it pretty fun active game experiences you know um, i try to do pull some things that have never been tried with twitter and sometimes there's failures and i'm the winner of every game i don't know how that
1: yeah, happens yeah i know and, um, i you know? C- keep my in the rut every time <laughs> we. <get. laughs> <laughs> but, but it's a great, it's a group and chill, uh, fun and, uh, using some tools. And the a uh, powerful things, VR, VR apps is that you can use those, collaborate, talk, and talk into our chats. I love, uh, favorite VR or AR apps. Um, and if you could give us your top three, I know that myself for one, I'm interested to know what your interests are and what you, what you really enjoy. Um, so you give your top three, maybe top three or four. Love to hear those.
2: Yes, definitely. Um, I think I'll start all right, I'll go ahead and start on Vality. Um, I I tend to share what can be applied the, the application across the board. Uh, but at the same time when it comes to like the active engagement, and what really gets me excited is typically those that I share a whole lot about. Um, but there is an app that I'm just really excited about and it's called Traces where you leave augmented reality bubbles floating around um, hmm. and do it remotely. So I leave a trace where you're located or right? no,
1: you're located. I'm in uh, yes, I'm in Keen, California, middle of California.
2: Okay. Grew up in California. I should have done that. okay. good. So, no, okay. should... Actually,
1: Sorry, my my phone's about to die. Just... <laughs> okay, that's the about to so I was like Okay, I was sending a text to anyway, long story short where interview continues. <laughs> interview continues. Okay. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, with the Traces app, it's really cool because you can leave these little bubble um, notes. It's like messaging somebody with hmm. augmented reality hmm. and you'll get notifications and you can go and search for those bubbles. And when you find them, you pop them on your screen and then you can send messages. You can send videos. You can send announcements. Um, you can send reminders to yourself um so you know next time i come to the store i better make sure to pick up light bulbs you know so huh, you go cool. on and, and you leave these little traces for yourself so that when you arrive to the grocery store it will send you a notification and then i pop the bubble what do i need to get again i forgot oh yeah, cool. i need to make sure to pick up light bulbs um oh, so wow. it's a really cool way of messaging that at the time i've been following following traces before they ever came to the united states huh. so it's one of those things that i'm really I'm, I'm pretty pumped about. That's I think awesome. there's tons of augmented reality apps as well. I'll share one um, here at the end. It's a mixed reality. Um, but I, looking at just kind of what is out there and available, I think I, um, look, I have a little cheat sheet, right? So oh, of course. My, my apps here, I'm like, mm, which one do I, yeah. one the, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could pick a second. But I'm going to tell you VR. So okay. Of course, CoSpaces is up at the top of my list. I love creating. I think that's yeah. exactly where we need to be. We need to have our kids designing and creating content mm-hmm. instead of just experiencing. Right. Um, but one of the apps that I really enjoy using right now is called View. Hmm. And that one is super easy to use because oh, yeah. I can yes. literally scan a room and it allows me to view like augment, like virtual reality um, it can view kind of video feed, and then as I'm turning my device, I'm actually seeing what was happening in that video piece All as right. I'm going through. It's kind of hard to explain until you experience it, but I like it because you can embed them into very easily. You can embed them um, through social media, hmm. whereas when I try to share like you know 360 and Google Street View, it's really hard for somebody to view that, um, hmm. just the way that they have it set up with sharing. So I love using Fuse. Um, I love using Round Me because that uh-huh. one, again, is an easy one to share and easy for people to get to. I love Google Street View. Mm-hmm. That one is a fantastic storytelling one. Um, I really think that that's the future of how we're going to be telling stories. Um, of course, big fan, Nearpod, you know. Yeah. So um, enjoy using Nearpod's products. They're so easy to, apply, you know, to right. use. But one of the tools that I think definitely needs to be highlighted is a tool that's not even out yet and that is Zapbox. Hmm. So that is coming out by Zapar um, who's overseas and I've been trying to talk to them as much as I possibly can because I'm just like this is so where our classrooms are and that is really exper- experiencing mixed reality hmm. so implementing our virtual and augmented reality. And then it's taking that and applying it to every device, so it gives you um, a fisheye lens, so that you're getting a big picture. It gives you um, kind of some triggers, so it's picking up like where you're at and setting up the dimensions of the location where you're at. So you know we're looking at Holo HoloLens, we're looking at um, the HTC Vive, and you have to have you know these cameras. You got to have these really expensive computers you need training you need you know there's a bunch involved whereas this is like snap on that <laughs> you can now experience this you're able to paint in 3d <laughs> just like you could with google tilt brush so uh. to me I'm, i know those tools are wonderful and i know that they're expensive and i know that they're the quality is there <laughs> to me it's never going to be in the classroom like that and right. if it is it's not going to be wide scale <laughs> so i'm always looking for the tools that could be
1: applied immediately Right, right. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and, uh, you know, looking forward into kind of the next steps here in the educational world, how do you see uh, AR and VR playing a role in education in the next, you know, three to five years? I think there is a major
2: shift in our educational system. I think we're recognizing that the sit-and-get, not only for students but for teachers, um, is just not connecting the dots. It's not working for us. Um, so even the way that we handle professional development for teachers is changing. Our classrooms have been changing for a while. Um, getting our kids actively involved, you know, project-based learning hmm. and Genius Hour, and, you know, we're really starting to see that shift to our kids' interests hmm. and taking their interests and in really using those passions to apply in education and then hmm. seeing them do incredible things. I also think, um, you know, having started at Camp Global, at Camp Global Classrooms, global maker day so these virtual events i also see a shift in how we're connecting with people which is why adorable (laughs) is so fantastic because they are they're really hitting the mark as far as where we're going in classrooms i really think our classrooms are going to be more virtual than we ever could imagine i think unfortunately i see that there's going to be a shift with how many students are in the classroom and and we're gonna start seeing a shift as far as how long the students are in the classroom. I think that we're gonna start seeing funding more applied to more of a overseeing to make sure work is done, teachers saying, you know, I don't think that's necessarily the best situation, but I, I really do anticipate a change in that area, hmm. but also co- collaborating and connecting beyond just the US. Hmm. So really getting a global sense um, across the board and finding that that is a necessity for our kids Virtual reality, and this, uh, I was in a very small school district, um, this past school district that I was in, and these kids, you know, were asked, what are you going to do this summer? And there were students who were like, I'm going to go to Walmart. I mean, that was Mm. their experience Mm. that they can think of going for the summer. And that, to me, it just blows my mind, that they don't even know outside of their little town what the world is like. And it's, we're failing our kids. So that's why (laughs) virtual reality totally breaks down those walls and allows our kids to connect the things that they couldn't without the technology. So I definitely, I think there's a shift. I think the best is yet to come. I definitely see the devices we have in our classrooms right now as being the option, as Hmm. opposed to having to go out and buy crazy expensive um, items that will just be, they're never gonna have enough for the Hmm. amount of kids we have. So Hmm. use what we have, apply what's out there, and um, really give those opportunities to our kids if they need.
1: Yeah, that's exciting yeah and you know bringing it into the classroom there are so many different challenges one is financial um, have you seen any other big challenges in using VR or AR in the classroom
2: yeah you know it's so funny because um, I'll have you know school districts call me or principals call me and we just got all this money we're ready to apply this and we're really excited we want to start using virtual reality and uh, what do you think? What what wearable should we get? So what viewer do we need? Um, what what devices should we get? And so on. And um, I think, you know, I'm not gonna name what products out there and what packages are out there probably not classy, but they're not great and they're really expensive. So I will tell you that it's super frustrating, you know, coming from both understanding with purchases and also from the classroom experience that that's just not the way we need to go. Mm. What do we have right now? We have iPads, mm-hmm. you know, So, or we have tablets. We don't have a whole lot of, you know, mobile devices. Mm. Students may bring them in, but, you know, how do you justify asking a child to share their device with a bunch of other kids? Yeah. That's just yeah. – I don't think – I think we're going to run into some legal issues with that in the future. Mm. Um, just BYOD, is yeah. great of a concept as it is, I mean, if there's things popping up that is, you know, but the teacher said, hey, will you – share your device with other kids. I just think that that's just not good protocol. Um, I definitely think right now we don't have iPods. So the viewer is a fantastic thing to experience. Do I think it could be applied right now? I don't think so. Do I think they need to go out and buy 30 devices and 30 viewers for a district right now? I don't know, I don't think so. I don't think we necessarily need to have every kid on a device, our network can't even handle all the kids doing virtual reality right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that it, it should be some baby steps and looking at what do you want to accomplish. Right. And financially, school districts are jumping head first into something that they're not really quite sure the ramifications. You know, there's school districts purchasing these Google Expedition uh, sets. And then they're like, they, they literally have somebody tied to it all day. They got to right. charge them. They got to schedule them. They got to go in and show how to use them, they got, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like the management of that, nobody really sees because they bought one kit for a whole school district and it's floating around and it's just insane. So um, I think that there's ways to go about doing it to implement some good VR right now without having to go down the road of spending a fortune. Mm. Use what you have. Um, If you want to go ahead and get some, um, I definitely recommend getting viewers that expose your camera, so we're looking at mixed reality in the future um expose your have an exposure for your headphones so um or bluetooth you know something along that line um that will allow you to have the like three-dimensional hearing like Hmm. you know audio around you um and also you know making sure that um whatever you buy you keep it cheap i don't think spending over twenty dollars for a viewer is a good option. I just don't. I think there's so many awesome options for so much cheaper. I just bought some for prizes for <laughs> conferences I'm going to. <laughs> FETC next week, I'm going to TCA here in a couple weeks, okay. and I just bought them for like five bucks. <laughs> so you could buy those classic viewers without really having to spend a fortune. You can get them a lot cheaper, but people are wanting to buy something that, a product that doesn't even have what is needed for the future. So, um, you know, I think look at what you what you want to accomplish. Hmm. If all you want to do is VR, then you need to you need to really reconsider. Mm-hmm. If you have a device that's so much more capable than just virtual reality. So right. why not think bigger than that and think about how it can be used without
1: the management required for it? Hmm. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate your words, and I know that the teaching community appreciates your feedback on that too. Um, finally, do you have any? Final thoughts for the educational world uh, on VR and AR before we sign off?
2: You know, I think that right now, to jump in and to get some of those high-priced items, I know I keep talking about prices because <laughs> I think it's important to know that there are tools coming out that will be available very soon for super cheap. <laughs> you know, so start start where you can that's manageable and, um, and really consider again what you're doing with your devices but there are incredible opportunities right now beyond just experiences but for our kids really designing and developing even three-dimensional objects you know so looking ahead and thinking to the future we really need to keep in mind our goals have some really set out what you want to accomplish look at your standards what needs to be met um, and then go into it because I think it will be much more successful when you have a good plan of action. Mm. You know, if you need training or somebody to talk to, you know, no, we are meeting you know, Absolutely. Get inspired and certainly go and apply. And most everything we talk about in our groups have always been a an opportunity for people to just jump in tomorrow. Mm. So that's what I love about it. It's you know you don't you don't necessarily have to have a lot of thought to it, um, and hopefully it's easy enough to use that it could be
1: applied with students immediately. Hmm, Good deal. Well, uh, Jamie, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for your wisdom and just your experience in the AR, VR world. And uh, I know that the rest of the teaching community is really going to uh, get as much out of this as I have. Um, So thank you again for your time, and I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity.